I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. Ten years ago today, the U.S. was on the eve of war in Iraq. Just a few hours prior, President George W. Bush had issued this unequivocal warning to Iraq's dictator. Saddam Hussein and his sons must leave Iraq within 48 hours. Their refusal to do so will result in military conflict, commenced at a time of our choosing. The invasion would begin on March 20, 2003, along with the nighttime shock-and-awe bombing of Baghdad. Saddam's regime would eventually fall, but as we all know too well, that was far from the end of the conflict. Even today, with U.S. combat troops gone from Iraq, the country still reels from the daily violence. This morning, for instance, news of yet another round of coordinated bombings, killing dozens more people in Baghdad. Janine DiGiovanni is an award-winning correspondent. She was in Baghdad during the U.S.-led invasion. She wrote about her experience in the Daily Beast and joins us from her home in Paris. Janine, you begin your story from that iconic moment when a group of American soldiers is pulling down a statue of Saddam Hussein in the center of Baghdad. What do you remember thinking and feeling when that happened? For me, it was quite extraordinary because I had spent two months in the run-up to the shock and awe campaign in Iraq, actually, as an accredited journalist under the Saddam regime, working within the Ministry of Information. But funnily enough, even though I was monitored and we weren't allowed to use satellite phones at that time, we had to have them sealed up every night, I felt more free to move around in those two months than I did in the aftermath of the invasion when it became incredibly bloody. What were some of the other sharp contrasts for you in Baghdad, having been there before the invasion and now suddenly thereafter? Well, before, there was very much a sense of fear. I mean, which is inevitably, I work a lot in Syria now, comes when you work in any kind of dictatorship, Zimbabwe, it, it doesn't matter where you are. People who are living under a kind of regime of fear, they have all kinds of myths. And I remember one of the the big ones was immediately after Saddam fled. I mean, the day that it happened, I was so conditioned to looking for this man who worked for the Ministry of Information who, who had to open up my satellite phone every morning. And I went to look for him. And one of my colleagues, an Italian journalist, said, don't you understand what happened? It's over. It's over. They're all gone. And I went to look for all of the people who had worked in the Ministry of Information, and they had all fled. Those officials weren't the only ones. Your, your driver, your translator, many of your Iraqi friends had disappeared. Everyone disappeared. Everyone disappeared so quickly that you can't imagine it. I mean, I remember the, everyone trying to find a driver. No one could find a driver. I remember going off on foot hitchhiking, literally, and getting a ride with some TV crew that picked me up on the road. And I went to one of Saddam's palaces. Mm -hmm. It was like a beehive of American soldiers. They were carrying boxes of equipment. They were bringing, you know, freeze-dried food and cartons of water and video supplies. And I just walked through them and and went upstairs. And um, it was extraordinary because this palace had been the place where a lot of the officials had been living during the shock and awe campaign and probably before in the run-up. And they had literally fled in the middle of the night. They just had left their shoes and their slippers and their aftershave. So upstairs in that palace, what was it, bedrooms and, you know, kind of like living quarters? Um, It had been this very opulent, gaudy, Iraqi-esque style palace, and 
there were bedrooms where they had been sleeping and living and, you know, carrying out, you know, the early days of the opposition and how they were going to struggle against the American invasion. Mm. There were rumors that Saddam was going to light a ring of fire around Baghdad for the people that remain. And, of course, none of this happened. What happened was Saddam and his henchmen fled, and the Americans invaded pretty easily. Janine, when was the last time you were in Iraq? Two years ago. I would go back once in a while, but I was pretty disgusted with what had happened. And having worked in the Middle East for many, many years, for for nearly 20 years, no one seemed to pay attention to history. And time and time again, I think we see this, um, that you can't, in a sense, you really have to respect people's people's boundaries and their own decisions whether or not to rise up against a dictator, which is, of course, what happened in the Arab Spring. Um, People took it into their own hands and decided it was time for them to overthrow dictators and and turn to democracy. Janine DiGiovanni, a journalist and also the author of Ghost by Daylight, Love, War and Redemption. Thank you very much. Thank you, Marco.